Welcome to Fans of the Forge, where we are recapping Season 5, Episode 13, The Horseman's Axe. To my right, we have Chris. What's up? And far right, we have Teresa. Hello. All right, so let's get to the contestants on this episode. We have Bill, who has seven years of part-time experience. Um, he's really passionate about bladesmithing, so much so that he says... You know, blades are like a living being, and he'll take the blade into the house with him and treat it as a guest, and that the blade develops a soul once it's heat treated. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. To each their own, man. <laughs> so if you love it, cool, man. That's Passion's good. Um then we move on to Andrew, who has two years of full-time experience. Uh, he self-identified himself as the underdog. So, thus, we all picked him as the underdog. <laughs> yeah, we all had him as underdog. And he's... We believed in him. Your beard, bro. Thumbs up for, for beards. Thumbs up, beard, bro. I can't... That's not happening here, but... <laughs> uh, then we have Mike, who has four years of part-time experience. That's Teresa's pick. Alex... Uh, four years of part-time experience. No one's pick. Uh, I picked Bill. Chris picked Bill. Yep. We'll see what happens, right? I picked Alex and then changed my mind. We'll <laughs> yeah, see. it's we'll true. It was true. Like, right after round one started, she goes, wait, wait, I don't want Alex. Move me to Mike. And we'll see how that works We'll out. see how that works out for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Secret. It might not work out for anyone. <laughs> okay. Um... So, round one, they are given 5160 spring steel. Now, if you're just listening and you haven't seen the show, you'd say, well, 5160 spring steel, that's a normal material that guys use. Well, except there were teeny tiny springs. And so that presents a difficulty. And how do you make a blade out of 5160 little spring steel that's like that? Yeah. Um, you know, the typical parameters had to be between 10 and 13 inches of a blade, not to exceed 22 with a through tang. Okay, great. So they all go for canister Damascus except for Bill. Um, so some guys are heating up the springs, pulling them, about, uh, pulling them out, and then cutting them up, chopping them in a the can. Um, but uh, who didn't do that? Alex. Alex. Decided not to do that. He just dropped the springs right in the can, filled it with powder, capped it. Well, thought, he went. You know, thought it was good, but that's not a good idea. And then Bill, he again, he didn't do canister at all. He decided to bundle that bitch. Right. So Bill heats his up, draws them out, kind of packs them together, you know, twists them together, and then throws that in the forge and tries to make an ingot out of it and... That that was a kind of a disaster. Well, part of the problem with these springs were that there was li there was likely some sort of coating on them that didn't get like cleaned off very well. Right. Bill didn't do anything to clean them off. Some of the other guys were actually taking like wire brushes to them and stuff yeah, beforehand I mean, to yeah. kind of help clean. So them off. what they would they throw the springs in the forge, put them in a vice, pull them apart. When you pull them, you can see you know the scale kind of popping off them any yeah. whatever coming off. So his bundle idea. You know, it wasn't going to work out, unfortunately. But, you know, 
he had the most experience, but it was only of seven years part time. So, you know, kind of everyone kind of gets a pass. Um, but you know, Andrew and Mike, you know, they pulled the spring straight. Like I said, cut him, threw him in the can. Um, Mike, he opened his can, but it wasn't solid. It wasn't a solid piece. Uh, threw it back in there and it seemed to come together for mm-hmm. him. Um, Andrew, however, had some difficulty. He, uh, to, to put that lightly, he had some troubles. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, he doesn't know how to weld. So putting the cap on his canister was very difficult for him to do. Um, it's just not, not happening. You know, just, he, he doesn't, he, Wait, didn't know, he, he didn't know anything about welding. And he knocked yeah. it over and it spilled. Oh, yeah, he spilled. He knocked it over. It spilled. All the powder came out, and it's just a bad, bad situation. And yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, you saw these other guys weld their cans, right? So just walk up and ask for a little help, you know, or, you know, yeah, keep trying. And, you know, Nielsen said, you know, hey, you know. Well, he obviously had the feed set too fast. It was. It seemed pretty fast. You know, but having no experience, he doesn't even know what to do. He's he's kind of he's striking an arc and then pulling the helmet down. He's, he's like, I can't see what you, you put your gun there. You pull the mask down, you hit the trigger, and then you'll see what you're doing. Like, yeah, you're not going to see. It. I guess it's not an auto darkening helmet. Fine, but he he just didn't know anything. He didn't know any basics about welding. I, you know, I get it. That's okay. You know, but reach out for some help. You know, yeah. Ask Everyone's pretty helpful on the show. Like I've never seen anyone be like a super grouch, Grinch, and you know, say you know, buzz off. You know. Yeah, actually, there was a comment on the Facebook group for Fortune Fire where they're like, "I think this show has the nicest contestants out of any mm-hmm. other reality show on TV. Like nobody ever gets mad at anyone else, and usually they end up helping each other." Right. It's it's a brotherhood. You know, they all kind of respect each other. Um, so anyway, um, he gave up on the can, and then he he made like a sand mine with some springs. He kind of, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a hot mess. It, it was not. It was not going well for this guy. He was gonna make a sand mine with some mild steel and some of the springs. You know, regardless, um, Bill's monstrosity. You know, he barely had like a blade. You know, it looked horrible. And then he had barely a quench on it when the clock ran out. Um, but uh, Alex was doing comparatively fine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, than the rest of them. Then we go to quick judging here. Uh, Alex had a, a warp and a twist. Um, Mike's was salvageable. Um, you know, Andrew obviously had some welding issues. Uh, Bill, big surprise, got the boot. I mean, it was so bad. There were springs just poking out of his blade, and then Nielsen, like, was flicking one of them, and it, it popped right off. It flew across the table. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of things wrong, and uh, Bill Bill had to go. And there goes our opportunity for some points right there. Goodbye, Bill. Well, one of your opportunities. One of our opportunities for yeah. points. So then we go to round two. Um, Alex needed to grind the canister metal off, so that's what he went and did. Um, Andrew, our note is so many welds. His tang was too short, so he kept trying to weld 
an extra piece onto the tang. But then anytime he went to do anything, like grind it down, get the handle on, it just broke off. So he ended up with this teeny tiny handle. Um, we don't actually have Mike written down at all, so I guess... He must have been okay. Things are doing okay for Mike, the luck of the Irish, along with him. <laughs> mm. um, and then we go to testing. So the sharpness test was a leather bag slice where they all passed. Um, Mike's handle, for as much as we didn't really have any notes on him, the handle was not great. Um, it apparently, it was more comfortable to hold it sideways. It was like round, so like yeah. it was like kind of... Yeah, some weird, the way it was formed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then with the strength test, it was an oil drum stab three times. So Alex had some small rolls and his blade was offset from the handle. Mike had no guard on his, so they um, they got an extra little temporary guard to put in between the handle and where it would be going into the oil can for safety. It curved but did pretty well. And then Andrew, uh, was it Jay Nielsen who was mm-hmm, doing the test, yeah. called it an elf knife. The, the teeny tiny handle. The edge, you know, pieces were lost. The handle loosened and there was a warp in the blade. So for all of those reasons, Andrew, our underdog, you know, clean sweep Andrew underdog. Andrew with his little mini bite-sized Twix handle <laughs> got the boot. And with that, Sean and I both ended up being eliminated from the episode for any chance of winning any points. So we're down to the last two guys, which are the guy that I chose and the guy that I switched from. So we'll see. Let's see what happens. So round three, the horseman's axe was the challenge. It was a medieval weapon that was used by mounted knights, and it was also used by the headless horseman in the Sleepy Hollow movies. It had to have an all-steel construction with a flange pommeling guard and also have to have a belt hook on the axe itself. So Alex, when he went back to his home forge, he was hand forging everything using a coal forge, and he used like an old school turkey pan roaster roasting pan for his quench. Like we saw that, I was like, yeah. we have that in our cupboard yeah, right the, now. You know, the blue pan with the yeah. like the white specks on it. You know, and everything. we don't ever use it. So like once we do get our forge <laughs> built, we're gonna have the perfect quenching pan. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Mike, he. He did okay with his. He ended up having to do a two-piece construction, and he had to weld it together. He had some issues getting his belt hook on, so the weld was necessary. On day two for Alex, he messed up the axe head a little bit and had to start over, but he was able to keep the spike portion of it and use that. And from there, there wasn't much else going on. It kind of skipped to the final test. So... We had the kill test, which was a ballistics dummy. And even though the previous episode this week, the Memorial Day special, had Doug performing the tests and hoping everybody, you know, everybody was like, Doug's back, Doug's back. But no, obviously that was <laughs> from like months prior before Doug's injury. And so Doug was, was before, or if it was at least before his surgery, I mean, it could have been after and just been recently done is he still like healing like we don't know how well in in this episode he was back to having the sling on right but we don't know the date that it was this episode was recorded i i feel i feel like this one was recorded significantly more recently than the last than the memorial day episode um i I don't think there's that much of a gap there's maybe a a week to 
like a, a couple weeks to like mm-hmm. a month between when they film it and when it goes to air. I think the Memorial Day one was different. Who knows? We're not on the show. We don't work on the show. We don't know. Anyway, points being, Doug was not able to do the kill test, but we did get some classic Doug Cam action. Yeah, Doug Cam. Doug Cam. <laughs> and so Mike's and Alex, they both will kill. They both passed. The only notes were that Mike's handle was a little rounded and Alex's was a little heavy, but it was well balanced. So then the the second test was the strength test. It was an ice block chop. And during Mike's test, he had a catastrophic failure. His axe head broke right off after hitting the ice a couple times. I mean, it was like blow number nine. So yeah, he was almost done. Had switched from chopping at the top to going around the front, taking the the pick and then swung into it right right off and it, and i think that was mike was concerned about the welding the two piece construction together the way that he did and this right. was i think this is what ended up happening is it broke where that welding yeah, area was that's where yeah it broke and so unfortunately mike had a catastrophic failure there so all alex had to do at that point was pass the test and he managed to get through all 10 chops without breaking so alex won which means Teresa's pick for originally that she then switched off of ended up winning, and so nobody won any points this episode. Go with yeah. your first instinct, guys. No switching. Yeah, always go with your gut instinct. So we have our points roundup. At the end of this episode, start with Teresa is in the lead with 12 points. That gap is closing, though. It's getting close. <laughs> I'm right behind her in second with ten points, and even Sean, he's bumped up. He's yeah. only he's not too far behind. Seven, Seven points. Seven. Give me we, a Doug Cam shot for me. Doug Cam. My points. <laughs> Doug Cam. Yeah, Doug's like, yeah, you got yeah. those points oh, from before. Yeah. None tonight, but that's okay, man. <laughs> it's all right. So that's where we're standing with this episode, season five, episode thirteen, Horseman's Axe. And remember to subscribe to our channel, like our videos, comment on our videos. If you're on the show and you want to have an interview with us, please contact us. Distract, no, wrong show. Fans of the Forge (laughs) at gmail.com or on Instagram or Twitter. Or if you play a game. Yeah, and you want to do distraction (laughs) approved. So get a hold of Mitch at that point. But anyway. Thank you for watching, and we will get back to you next week with whatever the newest episode is next week. And we will catch you later. Bye. Bye. Beer cam.